I did the sectionals in February of 2010, which was basically what would be the open now. Mm -hmm. So sectionals was an actual event. It was in Austin and it was hosted by CrossFit Central. And if you placed in the top 30 at this event, you would go to regionals. They had a North and a South. So the North was in Tulsa. They had the North sectional Mm -hmm. for the South Central. And then they had the South, South Central sectional in Austin. Top 30 from there and top 30 from Austin all would go compete in Fort Worth for the regional. Now, could anybody just sign up for that sectional? Anybody Anybody just came in and just went and competed? I signed up, really didn't know what I was getting into, and just loved it, man. Mm -hmm. It was a two-day event. Um, We had a few people from the gym there, and I ended up getting 27th place. So I snuck into regionals. Welcome back, Charlie. We are back. It's been too long. Yep. Yep. Well, well, I guess first of all, we start off. We got a pretty big trip planned here coming up, don't we? August first. CrossFit Games. Yes. Man, I was super excited. I was hoping my first time would be as an athlete, but I think it's probably good to be as a spectator, kind of get the lay of the land and everything, Man, right? I, I've been looking forward to this for a while. I haven't been. I mean, I've been once, and that was in 2010. Yeah. So it's been eight years. You've only been once. One time. Wow. And awesome. And the sport has, I mean, I went when they first moved into the StubHub, which is at the time it was called the Home Depot Center. Yep. In Carson. Is that the year Froning fell off the rope? That is. He got yep. second place. And I remember watching that year because Froning, I'd, I'd seen him. So this was back when I probably tracked CrossFit like I tracked Aggie football when yeah. I was in college. Yep. You know, I mean, the regionals were... Um, different workouts at every region and I remember watching some videos about Rich Froning and thinking man who is this guy mm-hmm. and and that was a year that I competed at regional so I was even more into just keeping up with things yeah so we go to the games and he is crushing it I mean so he's be- beating everybody like that was the long Helen you remember that yeah, workout right. yeah sure on the track yeah. and, and we get to the last workout and he's I mean, he's crushing it because it was a three-part workout. So basically, he had a seven-minute AMRAP. It was like a one-minute rest. Yep. Castro would brief the next, next seven-minute Yep, AMRAP. I remember that. Yep. And then a one-minute rest. So nobody knew what the workout was. And the last part of the third part of this final workout was the rope climb and the burpee box jump. Or not box jump, but the wall climb over yeah, the burpees. Yep, yep. And froning like the first one, it was a overhead squat climb over the wall like type of workout and he was the only person it was three rounds to finish it right yeah he was the only one to finish and then it was the next one was like toe to bar ground to overhead and and they had release push-ups in there somewhere weren't they yeah Yeah. i think that was for part one and then was the final was the rope climb and he you i'm watching this guy like not be able to climb a rope and i remember thinking to myself like man he's crushed the whole weekend like he is the fittest guy here Mm -hmm. But he's not doing a place well if he can't climb a rope. Yep. And I remember when we saw him fall from the top. I remember. I've seen that so many times, man. And I just thought to myself, oh, my. This guy really doesn't know how to climb a rope. And I didn't know how to climb a rope at the time. But but I wasn't competing there. But it was um, shocking. And then he he ends up getting second place, limping up to the podium. Yep. But I thought, man, that's crazy that he, you know, 
destroys every event but can't climb a rope and ends up getting and, and what a good story and i know you've heard it but for our listeners out there go listen to some of his podcasts or some of his because that's or read his book that 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 rope climb was influential in 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 really his walk with the lord his, just his life in gen, general right i mean he went back i think that summer he got baptized and he realized that you know crossfit and really athletics at that point have been identified he, he had his identity wrapped around in it he gets the tattoo that yep. everybody knows. Yep. And then miraculously, his identity doesn't become, you know, wrapped up in it. And then he goes on to win it four years in a row. Yeah, he, You know, just he, crazy. He says in, in the book in different times that even when uh, we went to spur leadership and heard him speak, mm-hmm. that if he didn't, he believes that if he would have gotten first place in 2010, like the he would not have gone on to win four consecutive CrossFit games. In other words, yep. because he did not win, because he got second, which to a Rich Froning who is so competitive, second place is like last place. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he says, if I would have gotten first, if I would have won, I very likely would not have come back and won four more years. Yeah. Another great one for people to watch, and it's on Netflix now, is the Froning Four. Yeah, right. And that's, man, that's probably one of the coolest documentaries about Rich Froning and the sport of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you just signed up or if you've been doing CrossFit for a long time, you would love it. And it just came out on Netflix. Yep. Oh, is it back out on Netflix? Yeah, it is. It is. Good. I I know it was out a couple years ago. It was on iTunes, and then now it's on Netflix. Well, I think in that spirit of competition that we're talking about the CrossFit Games, we have a couple local competitions you, you put on here traditionally yes. at, at the gym. And so just kind of – go ahead. Yeah, the BCS Classic. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to do the Battle of the Boxes. Right, and right. And that, that was one that we would have put on back in May. Yep. So a couple months ago. And you remember this because I brought it up to the coaching staff in January. Mm-hmm. I just kind of had this um, less is more mentality. In yep. other words, like really wanting to focus time and effort on things that were probably everything takes time, mm-hmm. right? So battle of the boxes was going to require a lot of time and energy. And I just thought, man, that's probably not one that we want to focus a lot of time yep. and energy. We were putting on a marriage event. We were doing a strongman event sure. and we just thought, man, it's better just to not throw another event mm-hmm. on an already crowded plate of events. So we kind of took that one out. And, but the BCS Classic has always been a great event. It's uh, now, this will be nine years. Mm-hmm. Really started, a lot of people don't know this, but when I competed at sectionals, so in 2010 was the first year that I would say I started really wanting to take my CrossFit as a sport more seriously. Mm-hmm. I was coming off of the fall, which was October of 2009. I did my first CrossFit competition. It was at Oktoberfest mm-hmm. and I got fifth place and I really had a great, no, I didn't, I'm sorry. I got 10th place. Um, I repeated, I did it again in 2010 and got fifth place, but I did the sectionals in February of 2010, which was basically what would be the open now. Mm-hmm. So sectionals was an actual event. It was in Austin and it was hosted by CrossFit Central and if you placed in the top 30 at this event, you would go to regionals. Well, because the South Central Regional was basically Oklahoma, parts of Louisiana, Mississippi, and all of Texas, they had a North and a South. So the North was in Tulsa. They had the North sectional mm-hmm. for the South Central. And then they had the South 
South Central sectional in Austin. Top 30 from there and top 30 from Austin all would go compete in Fort Worth for the regional. Now, could anybody just sign up for Every, that sectional? Anybody, anybody just yep. came in yep. and just you I, went and competed? I signed up along with a guy named Zach Witt, mm-hmm. and he was one of our trainers here. He actually he maybe was a member and then went, came on to become a trainer. And so I signed up, really didn't know what I was getting into, and just loved it, man. Mm-hmm. It was a two-day event. Um we had a few people from the gym there, yeah. and I ended up getting 27th place. So I snuck into regionals. Well, I get back, and I really wanted to create that in College Station mm-hmm. because we didn't have any competitions. I mean, this was 2010. Yep. So I, at the time, there was only two other affiliates. So I reached out to those two affiliates, and I said, hey, would you guys be interested in partnering up and putting on an event? And they both said, yes. So we kind of collaborated, and it was called the BCS Games. Mm-hmm. And it was May 1st of 2010, and mm-hmm. there's still a really cool YouTube video from the, kind of a recap. And it's really funny if you go find that video and watch it because not only has the sport matured, but there's even some people in that video, specific people who went on to become like really high-level CrossFit athletes. Mm-hmm. But when you look at them in that video, yeah. it's almost like watching Rich Froning yes. at sectionals and regionals yeah. in 2010 compared to what he became, or Matt yeah. Frazier even, yeah. at the games a few years ago. It's like sure. you see some of these athletes and you see some of the weights that we were doing. And you know it was three workouts, but, man, we had 77 athletes. Yep. It was a great time. And we attracted some people from Houston, and we attracted some people uh, from in town, out of town, and had a great event and it was a success so fast forward you know i go to the crossfit games that year that summer and watched it and it was fun it was great came back and it was kind of like well let's just do it again yeah and so we put on the bcs games again and we went on as a as a local our our gym really was the main host and really kind of ended up taking that event and running with it and so it became a lot of work for some of the other gyms and they just didn't have the infrastructure and so we ended up just saying, hey, no more need to help. We'll just do it. So we put on the event every year ourselves. And in 2013, Cellucor became a title sponsor of the event. And then in 2014, it was when they built their building out in Bryan. And so I'd spoken to DOS about allowing us to do the event there, which is where it's been ever mm-hmm. since. And really, that was kind of when it kind of took a whole new level because it had been at the Lincoln Center. Mm-hmm. And so when we moved it to Cellucor, it just kind of really elevated the experience and and we've kind of sold it out every year at about mm-hmm. 250 members there's some kind of things that i can't talk about that are really sure, sure. awesome for this year that are just not not because i can't talk about them because everybody will know but yeah. just because they're surprises yeah and um but registration opens august 6th great you know a few things about the event that some people may or may not know so competitions have gone kind of all over the map over the last really nine years Mm -hmm. you know they they started out as kind of being one of those like anybody could sign up and then they evolved to becoming things that only high level crossfitters felt like they could compete at the bcs classic has always been an event that anybody can sign up in other words we want to be a lot of people's first competition Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as crossfit continues to mature and attract more people you know, it's almost like it's definitely more than an in-house competition, sure. 
but we almost in our scale division we almost want people who have never done a crossfit competition to feel like they can and mm-hmm. have fun and compete yep and of course the rx division is competitive like we don't shy away from challenging workouts mm-hmm. um but we want to make sure that people know that it's not just an event for the high caliber athletes yeah any thoughts at all to doing a qualifier ever or for the because you know a lot of these big competitions now in fact multiple of them they'll do they'll do a qualifier beforehand which is kind of like the open format that we see in the crossfit open and then you kind of judge i think it helps gyms or 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 you know operators of these uh, of these competitions help decide all right that person should go in scale. That person should go in intermediate. That person should go RX. So any thoughts on that or no? You know, I love the idea of the qualifier. Um, I feel at this moment, we're not going to do it for this year, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that we'll never do that because I think there's definitely, especially as we become maxed out on the number of people that we can have mm-hmm. as Cellucor grows, Nutribolt, right? Cellucor, mm-hmm. Salvation, their brand continues to become uh, a stronger presence in CrossFit, I feel like the demand for our event will continue to go up, yeah. right? Because people will want to work out at the Nutribolt headquarters, right? Yeah. And uh, they have, you know, they've signed Brooke Wells as one of sure. their athletes. They're going to continue to sign more CrossFit athletes that people are going to be like, man, this this company is awesome. Well, and no, so, yeah. so when we get to that point also, I think a, a qualifier would be good simply to attract uh, more people, right? Because they could do mm-hmm. the qualifier and then allows us to say, okay, we're taking the top. So it gets more people a chance. Yeah, sure. Um, right now, th- the qualifier online platform to me is probably a lot more work, right? Yeah, because sure. I, I, I think you have to have video submission forms. You have to, you know, yeah, you I don't, look them over and... I don't have an IT department. You're yeah. looking at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, at, at this moment, yeah. I, I don't think I could sit there and watch a certain amount of videos and create a whole website. Sure. You know, so for this year, it's just normal as it's always been. Yep. Online registration, first come, first serve, because definitely divisions do sell out. Like we've yeah. had a, a reg, or division sell out on the day of registration. Yeah. Do you have, can you provide any intel on divisions this year? What it's going to look like? Yeah. Or? So we'll definitely do a scale than an Masters. RX. <coughs> <Masters. clears throat> we'll Sorry. definitely do a scale than an RX, you know, and again, scaled being like first time at a competitor or somebody who's been competing for a while, but they just don't have the skill sets for some of the higher level gymnastics. Mm-hmm. They don't have, you know, the, um, weights that they're moving sure. in the gym aren't sure. the, kind of RX weights for different workouts, you know, and so that would be the scale division. The RX division are going to be people that pretty much they RX every workout at their gym. Yep. We're not asking you to go above and beyond. Like this is not a event that's going to be like a CrossFit games event. Mm -hmm. We, we are just saying that if you can RX workouts at your gym, whatever that gym is, you could definitely do the RX. Mm-hmm. If you RX some workouts at the gym, but you probably can't RX all of them, sure. the partner division would be great because then you could partner with somebody who maybe is really good at the things that you're not really good at, and then you could kind of divide the work and things like yep. that. Um, but outside of those two divisions, uh, outside of the partner, I'll, yeah. I'll basically um, reveal that kind of on the social good. media. That way people can kind of start yeah. anticipating it. No, it's great. You talk about how these 
competitions have evolved in general. And now, oh. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Now you've got what you'll see a lot of times you'll see an RX division and then you'll see like a pro division on top of that, you know, or an elite division. Yeah, no, they, the, 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 the CrossFit competitions are night and day yeah. different from where they started. You know, back then, I mean, I remember BCS classic first year had one division. Yeah. It was everybody's the same division. And it was almost like these bigger competitions were the ones that had, what they called standard mm-hmm. scale, yep. you know? Yep. And, you know, I don't know who was the first to have a pro division, but I think that was a really good idea because now CrossFitters are kind of, there's people that have been in the sport for a long time that aren't quite the level of the games, yep. but they're also not scaled. And I think that the, you know, whatever that pro division or the pro division separates the RX athlete from the pro. Yep. And I think that was a good idea for the for the competitions that really aspire to put on events for the pros, you yep. know. Like our event is not a pro event. Like, you know, you're very likely not going to find you may we've actually had some games athletes, but you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to attract you know of our of our 250 registrations we're not going to have 200 games athletes mm-hmm. like a uh, Wadapalooza or a Fittest Games. Mm-hmm. Like that's not our goal. That's not who we're, we're attracting. We're actually hoping to attract a lot of local CrossFit athletes from Bryan College Station because this is an opportunity that all the local CrossFit gyms and their athletes can come together at one event in one community as a Bryan College Station community and compete. And we will still attract other athletes from, yeah. you know, other places. It, a lot of times these days, like if you've been to an event before, you know that, man, they're not all ran well. Yeah. So a lot of people want to come to our event because they know it's going to be ran well. It's going to be ran on time. We're going to have good judges. We're going to hook you up with cool stuff. You mm-hmm. know, we're going to take care of you. It's going to, you know, there's just, th- yeah. there's something to say about running a quality event these days. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, to kind of echo that. I think this is a for, for for everybody who's listening here to this, and you've done the in-house competitions through the years or whatever. This is a great event to go up a level, right? And but 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 the thing that's great about it is you really do get that feel like it's a big time event. You know, I mean it's it's being held at Cellucor. There's vendors out there. You know, you're getting you know you're getting judged. You have to sign the scorecards. I mean, you know, there's just all kinds of things that as someone who has competed in the fittest games multiple years now, which is tends to be one of those bigger events, this 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 very that the the atmosphere or the ambiance, if you will, is very similar to that. But yet you you can still like like exactly like I said it's really good for those people who have traditionally done the in house competitions can RX you know a certain proportion of the workouts and can really because then as an athlete I mean you really when you're in in house competition you get that shot of adrenaline you hit that lift that you went normally in training and everything else but then you know multiply that because now you're in a venue where there'll be you know five hundred thousand people watching you know there'll be more people around in the stands and everything else and you so don't great. have to travel you can yes. wake up at home. And your bed in your home and go to the event that day, which is awesome to not have to get a hotel. Yep. You know, another thing, you you mentioned this a little bit there, but I love competition because it really does pull a better athlete out of you. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your performance, whether you get first place or 30th place, you're going to get better that day. And you're going to give, like I only give, in my opinion, 
as close to 100% as I know I have in me mm-hmm. when I compete. Like, yeah. I don't regularly push that hard. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, if I'm honest, when it's hard, I kind of slow down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but when training, I'm in a competition, sure. man, I give everything I have. And a lot of people don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And when you do that and it actually kind of gives you a vision for a better athlete inside of you and you train harder leading up to it, your diet's better, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of gives you a goal and a focus period. So like anytime you're training towards an event or even competing in an event, you're going to become a better athlete. Yeah. And I think I've said this before on this podcast. One of the thing, probably the thing I love the most about this sport and being affiliated with a CrossFit gym in this gym is seeing that person who has never gone to that level before in a competition do something that they never thought they could do, whether it's, you know, get 10 rounds and instead when they practice they only got seven or whether it's not, they hit that, you know, PR lift in competition. And just to see the excitement and the adrenaline in their face, and I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, you know, you're a weekend warrior, somebody who comes in three days a week, or if you're a professional, you know, you do this as a job. To see that, you know, I, I really enjoy seeing the people who don't normally put themselves in that position. To see that, that, that I love watching that. So yeah. it'll be a good opportunity to see no, stuff it, like, it, like that. I, if, you, if you've done an in-house competition or the Open and you want a little more, BCS Classic is a great, great event. Um, on top of that, maybe you don't want to compete. We need a ton of volunteers. volunteers. You know, yep. these events are only possible with help. And, you know, because we have so many athletes, there's a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of equipment needs. There's a lot of judges needed. There's a lot of different logistical needs. You know, volunteering for an event. I remember last year, Joe Schaefer had mm-hmm. just signed up at the yep. gym. And it was really cool. And, you know, I interviewed him in his podcast. And you can go back and hear it. But he talks about how he didn't even realize how awesome volunteering for bcs classic was was going to be for him this early in joining the gym yeah he met so many people he had a great time it was just such a great experience and it was cool hearing him say that because Mm -hmm. i think that our goal from what i say our goal is bcs classic right the Mm -hmm. the goal of bcs classic is create a great environment not just for our athletes not just for our volunteers, not just for our sponsors, but we want our, our uh, spectators, everybody. So we want volunteers to walk away saying, man, that was a great event. We want athletes to walk away and saying that was a great event. That was so organized. We want spectators to walk away saying, man, that was a great event. Those workouts were so fun to watch. We want our sponsors to say, man, that was a great event. We're so glad we were a part of that. You know, so yeah volunteers are a big part of our experience you know we want to make sure that every person from our gym gets plugged in either as a competitor or a volunteer yeah that's great dates of the bcs you said the registration opens yeah, august registrations 6th. august 6th so the reason we do that so you and i will be at the games right yeah. august 1st the games sunday is august 5th it's over So we open registration August 6th because hopefully you got fired up when you watched the games and you saw the high-level competition. It makes you kind of say, well, how can I do a competition? Not the CrossFit Games, but obviously how can I get – maybe you're more motivated now. Mm -hmm. So we open registration Monday, August 6th. Get registered quickly. And dates of the competition? Is October 20th. So there's only one weekend that we don't have a home football game or a football game, period, and that's October 20th. We always kind of pick the the dates – 
based on the Aggie football schedule. Awesome. October 20th, registration. Like you said, registration fills up quick. Excellent. BCS Classic, sign up. They go quick. I think it's a good place to stop. Thanks, about Chris. We'll take a picture at the games and put it up. For Sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, bro. Good. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.